0: chapter 3 It was winter and the chill was bitter on the mount of olives from Jerusalem across the narrow cleft of the Kidron Valley came the smell of smoke incense and burning flesh from the temple and its foulness mixed with the turpentine odor of terebinth trees on the mountain on an open slope only a short descent from the village of Bethpage slumbered the immense trade caravan of pathros of palmyra the hour was late and even the great merchant's favorite stallion had ceased munching on the low pistachio bushes and settled down against a soft hedge of laurel beyond the long row of silent tents strands of thick hemp curled round four ancient olive trees they formed a square corral enclosing shapeless forms of camels and asses huddled together to draw warmth from each other's body. Except for two guards, the patrolling, or except for two guards patrolling near the baggage wagons, the only movement in the camp was the tall and moving shadow outlined against the goat's hair wall of pathros's great tent. Inside. Pathros paced angrily back and forth, pausing occasionally to frown and shake his head at the young, kneeling timidly near the tent opening. Finally, he lowered his ailing body to the gold-woven rug and beckoned the lad to move closer. Hafid, you have always been as my own. I am perplexed and puzzled by your strange request. Are you not content with your work? The boy's eyes were fixed on the rug, no, sire. Perhaps the ever increasing size of our caravans has made your task of tending to all our animals too great? No, sire. Then kindly repeat your request, include also in thy words the reasoning behind such an unusual request. It is my desire to become a seller of your goods instead of only your camel boy. I wish to become as Haddad Simon. Caleb and the others who depart from our baggage wagons with animals barely able to crawl from the weight of your goods and who return with gold for thee and gold also for themselves and desire to improve my lowly position in life. As a camel boy I am nothing but as a salesman for you I can acquire wealth and success. How do you know this? Often I have heard you say that no other trade or profession has more opportunity for one to rise from poverty to great wealth than that of salesmanship. Pathros began to nod, but thought better of it and continued to question the youth. Dost thou believe you are capable of performing as Hadad and the other sellers? Hafid stared intently at the old man and replied, Many times I have overheard Caleb complain to you about misfortunes that accounted for his lack of sales, and many times I have heard you remind him that on- there that anyone could sell all the goods in your warehouse within a small passing of time if he but applied himself to learn the principles and laws of selling. If you believe that Caleb, whom everyone calls a fool, can learn these principles, then cannot I also acquire this special knowledge? If you should master these principles, what would be your goal in life? Hafid hesitated and then said, It has been repeated throughout the land that you are a great salesman. The world has never been, never seen a trade empire such as you have built through your mastery of salesmanship. My ambition is to become even greater than you, the greatest merchant, the wealthiest man, and the greatest salesman in all the world. Kathros leaned back and studied the young, dark face. The smell from the animals was still on his clothes, but the young man displayed little humility in his manner. And what will you do with all this great wealth and the fearsome power that will surely accompany it? I will do as you do. My family will be provided with the finest of worldly goods, and the rest I will share with those in need. Pathros shook his head. Wealth, my son, should never be your goal in life. Your words are eloquent, but they are mere words. True wealth is of the heart, not of the purse. Hafid persisted. Art thou not wealthy, sire? The old man smiled at Hafid's boldness. Hafid, so far as material wealth is concerned, there is only one difference between myself and the lowliest beggar outside Herod's palace. The beggar thinks only of his next meal, and I think only of the meal that will be my last. No, my son, do not aspire for wealth and labor not only to be rich. Strive instead for happiness, to be loved and to love, and most important, to acquire peace of mind and serenity. Hafid continued to persist. But these things are impossible without gold. Who can live in poverty with peace of mind? How can one be happy with an empty stomach? How can one demonstrate love for one's family if he is unable to feed and clothe and house them? You yourself have said that wealth is good when it brings joy to others. Why then is my ambition to be wealthy not a good one? Poverty may be a privilege and even a way of life, for monks in the desert, for he has only himself to sustain and none but his God to please. But I consider poverty to be the mark—poverty to be the mark of a lack of ability or a lack of ambition. I am not deficient in either of these qualities. Pathros frowned. What has caused this sudden outburst of ambition? You speak of providing for a family, yet you have no family, lest it be I who have adopted you since the pestilence removed thy mother and father. Hafid's sun-darkened skin could not hide the sudden flush in his cheeks. While we encamped in Hebron, before journeying here, I met the daughter of Kalne. She... she... Oh, ho, now the truth emergeth. Love not noble ideals has changed my camel boy into a mighty soldier ready to battle the world. Calne is a very wealthy man. His daughter and a camel boy? Never. But his daughter and a rich young and handsome merchant? Ah, that is another matter. Very well, my young soldier, I will help you begin your career as a salesman. The lad fell to his knees and grasped "'Pathros's robe. "'Sire, sire, how can I say the words to show my thanks?' "'Pathros freed himself from Hafid's grip and stepped back. "'I would suggest you withhold thy thanks for the present. "'Whatever aid I give thee will be as a grain of sand "'compared to the mountains you must move for yourself.' "'Hafid's joy immediately subsided as he asked, Will you not teach me the principles and laws that will transform me into a great salesman? I will not No more than I have made your early youth soft and easy through pampering. I have been criticized often for condemning my adopted son to the life of a camel boy, but I believed that if the right fire was burning inside, it would eventually emerge, and when it did you would be far more a man for your years of difficult toil. Tonight, your request has made me happy, for the fire of ambition glows in your eyes, and your face shines with burning desire. This is good, and my judgment is vindicated, but you must still prove that there is more behind your words than air. Hafid was silent, and the old man continued, First, you must prove to me, and more important to yourself, that you can endure the life of a salesman, for it is not an easy lot you have chosen. Truly, many times have you heard me say that the rewards are great if one succeeds, but the rewards are great only because so few succeed. Many succumb to despair and fail without realizing that they already possess all the tools needed to acquire great wealth. Many others face each obstacle in their path with fear and doubt and consider them as enemies when, in truth, these obstructions are friends and helpers. Obstacles are necessary for success because in selling, as in all careers of importance, victory comes only after many struggles and countless defeats. Yet each struggle, each defeat, sharpens your skills and strengths, your courage and your endurance your ability and your confidence, and thus each obstacle is a comrade in arms, forcing you to become better or quit. Each rebuff is an opportunity to move forward, turn away from them, avoid them, and you throw away your future. The youth nodded and made it as if to speak, but the old man raised his hand and continued. Furthermore, you are embarking on the loneliest profession in the world. Even the despised tax collectors return to their homes at sundown and the legions of Rome have a barracks to call home, but you will witness many setting suns far from all friends and loved ones. Nothing can bring the hurt of loneliness upon a man so swiftly as to pass a strange house in the dark and witness in the lamplight from within a family breaking bread together. It is in these periods of loneliness that temptations will confront thee, Pathros continued. How you meet these temptations will greatly affect your career. When you are on the road with only your animal, it is a strange and often frightening sensation. Often our perspectives and our values are temporarily forgotten. And we become like children longing for the safety and love of our own. What we find as a substitute has ended the career of many, including thousands, who were considered to have great potential in the art of selling. Furthermore, there will be no one to humor you or console you when you have sold no goods. No one except those who seek to separate you from your money pouch. I will be careful and heed thy words of warning. Then let us begin. For the present you will receive no more advice. You stand before me as a green fig. Until the fig is ripe, it cannot be called a fig, and until you have been exposed to knowledge and experience, you cannot be called a salesman. How shall I begin? In the morning, you are to report to Silvio at the baggage wagons. He will release in your charge one of our finest seamless robes. It is woven from the hair of a goat and will withstand even the heaviest rains, and it is dyed red from the roots of the madder plant, so that the color will always hold fast. Near the hem you will find sewn, and the inside, a small star. This is the mark of Tola, whose guild makes the finest robes in all the world. Next to the star is my mark, a circle within a square. Both these marks are known and respected throughout the land, we have sold countless thousands of these robes. I have dealt with the Jews so long that I only know their name for such a garment as this. It is called an abeya. Take the robe and a donkey and depart at dawn from Bethlehem, the village which our caravan passes through or passed through before arriving here. None of our sellers ever visit there. They report that it is a waste of their time because the people are so poor. Yet many years ago I sold hundreds of robes among the shepherds there. Remain in Bethlehem until you have sold the robe. Hafid nodded, attempting in vain to conceal his excitement. At what price shall I sell the robe, master? I will enter a charge of one silver denarius against your name on my ledger. When you return... You will remit one silver denarius to me. Keep all that you receive in excess of this as your commission, so, in fact, you set the price of the robe yourself. You may visit the marketplace, which is at the south entry of town, or you may wish to consider calling on each dwelling in the town itself, of which I am certain there are over a thousand. Certainly it is conceivable that one robe can be sold there, do you not agree? Hafid nodded again, his mind already on the morrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Pathros placed his hand gently on the lad's shoulder. I will place no one in your position until you return. If you discover that your stomach is not for this profession, I will understand, and you must not consider yourself in disgrace. Never feel shame for trying and failing, for he who has never failed is he who has never tried. Upon your return, I will question you at length concerning your experiences. Then I will decide how I shall proceed with helping you to make your outlandish dreams come true. Hafid bowed and turned to leave, but the old man was not finished. Son, there is one precept that you must remember as you begin this new life. Keep it always in your mind, and you will overcome seemingly impossible obstacles that are certain to confront you as they do everyone with ambition. Hafid waited. Yes, sire? Failure will, overta- er, failure will never overtake you if your determination to sc- succeed is strong enough. Pathros stepped close to the youth. Do you comprehend the full meaning of my words? Yes, sire. Then repeat them to me. Failure will never overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough.